You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. It sounds like a movie plot, a feline city built by a cat lover where kitties roam free. Pet Pulse reporter Lee Gordon takes us to the Caboodle Ranch for the whole kitten and caboodle. Security is tight at the Caboodle Ranch, but the residents, all 500 or so of them, are quick to welcome you to their home. The man behind it all is Craig Grant. His love affair for all things feline began when his son moved out of the house and asked him to permanently care for his cat. They were wonderful. It gave me a reason to come home at night because I was suffering from the empty nest syndrome. One cat had led to 150, and eventually his landlord had had enough. So Grant came up with an idea, buy a plot of land that would house the cats. But he had so many cats, he had to turn his five acres into 30 acres. What? It makes you think of the movie Field of Dreams. Build it, and it will come. Come on! And they came, some from down the road, others from as far away as New York and New Jersey. But caring for these cats became so time-consuming that Grant had to quit his job to keep up with the ranch. It was a choice he was willing to make. I've been called a dumping ground, which is a lousy thing to say. Despite the naysayers, Grant took $100,000 of his own money and built the Caboodle Ranch. One man's dream, to give a better life to cats that no one wanted. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I have to clean your nose. This is animal control, and um, it's a place that where people want to bring their cats. And why wouldn't they? The Caboodle Ranch is more than just a place where cats run free. It's a feline city equipped with a city hall, a Caboodle Chapel, a police department, an elementary school, and of course, no city would be complete without a Walmart. Across the river sits the Catnap Inn, a lakefront cabin where cats can relax in luxury. It's all my babies. Grant's is a one-man show at the ranch. Every house, every design, Every piece of plywood was handcrafted by Craig Grant. There's a lot of responsibility here. It's a lot of work. I work 14 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, I'm pretty much here 24 hours a day. A lot of money was spent designing the Caboodle Ranch. And even if he doesn't have enough money to eat, he makes sure the cats do. Come on! And like a herd of cattle, hundreds of cats make their way to Grant, all looking for a little Purina, and if they're lucky, some donuts. Grant spends about $6,000 a month on food, medical supplies, and shelter. And the money comes out of his own pocket. Hopefully I can stay with my cats uh, and keep this whole thing going. For Pet Pulse on Zoo 2 TV, I'm Lee Gordon. To learn more about the ranch or help feed the cats, visit CabootleRanch.com. And the site also has a blog to follow its latest happenings. Now, if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zoo2.com. And we always encourage our own story ideas as well. Just email or call us. It may just be fiction, but a new movie called Hotel for Dogs calls attention to a very real problem. The huge number of homeless and stray animals on America's streets. Pet Pulse reporter Robin Wallace takes us behind the scenes of the film for a closer look. It's not a special effect. It's real dogs doing real things in real time. Sometimes the dogs will do it perfect, and then other times they'll just like start wandering around, and you have to think, like, oh, yeah, they are dogs, you know what I mean? Emma Roberts co-stars in the movie Hotel for Dogs, where two young dog lovers named Andy and Bruce, along with their friends, pledge to give a good home to every stray dog they can find. Don't you think he deserves a real home? 
At first blush, it may seem like just a kid's movie, but not so, say the young actors who star in it. Every person who loves a dog, who has a dog at home, who loves animals, will absolutely adore this movie. Touching. It's going to be touching. The premise of Hotel for Dogs has indeed received raves from animal lovers and shelters, too, highlighting a very real problem in cities all over the United States. Everyone was very into rescues and, and shelter animals and things like that and wanting to make sure that, that they portrayed a message. And it was all about the dogs. The American Humane Association's Beth Langhorst supervised the filming to guarantee that no animals were harmed in the making of the movie. Langhorst says on an average day, 30 to 35 dogs were on set. In fact, many of the animals who starred in the movie were originally rescued from shelters and then trained to be actors. Their real personality really comes out on film. It's hard to, to make the dogs act different than they are. For three months, Chief Animal Coordinator Mark Forbes worked with the 70 canine actors. First, they started with the basics of sit, lie down, and stay. It's all about the cookies. <laughs> In the second month, it was advanced tricks like retrieving and waving hello with a paw. Finally, he took his students out and about, dealing with the distractions of being on set. Room full of stay. Stay. Rebound. Stay. Good. Stay. Sit. No, stay. Stop. I have to listen to that trainer, but ignore that trainer. It gets a little tricky acting when all that's going on. But Tricky hardly describes one show-stopping scene, which required 40 dog trainers for the shoot. In it, 70 dogs run down the streets of New York City at the same time, weaving in and out of moving traffic. It put a little bit more of a, of a stressful situation onto it just because there's other factors that you can control only to a point. At the end, you're not the foot on the brake. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of dog. Daunting? Definitely. Especially because cast and crew fell in love with their canine counterparts. We've grown to very much love them. Oh, I mean, I almost couldn't concentrate from the cuteness. They're so cute. Cute as they may be, the stars of Hotel for Dogs play an equally important role off-screen, reminding moviegoers of animals everywhere who don't have a home. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Robin Wallace. Hotel for Dogs is based on a book by Lois Duncan, published over 35 years ago back in 1971. The novel had been out of print for years, but one of the producers of the movie remembered it as a childhood favorite. He convinced the other producers it would make a great film. In fact, the book's author was even included in the movie as an extra. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com. Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. Police dogs are valuable crime fighters for police departments across the country. But as Pet Pulse reporter John McQuiston shows us, cash-strapped departments can't afford to pay to care for the dogs once they retire. You wouldn't know it looking now, but five-year-old Turk was not always a canine couch potato. Until September 2008, Turk had a job as a canine cop with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. If I sent him after a bad guy, he would do it without thinking to protect me and would give his life to protect me at any time. Deputy Charlotte Rashke was Turk's canine unit partner. In three years, she says Turk helped capture 213 suspects, recover more than 3,000 grams of cocaine, and more than $30,000 cash. He does it all for my praise. That's all he works for. Now, 
He can't work at all. It is a major task just to get off the couch. A police dog's duty lasts an average of five years. Crippled by injury and riddled with pain, Turk's accomplished career ended early. They get punched, kicked. He was almost drowned one time, literally. He caught a man in um, hip deep water. And I was trying to get to him, but it was very overgrown. He'd already made it through, and the guy was literally holding him under the water. Local media chronicled many of Turk's exploits, but his duty did its damage. Now, Charlotte's pet Rottweiler, Recon, paces impatiently outside, wondering why his buddy doesn't come out to play. He doesn't play with the other dogs anymore. He, they used to chase each other, and he won't do any of that. While Turk sacrificed his body for the job, now that he's retired... The sheriff's office does not cover any cost of his treatment. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office is not unique. Generally across America, once a police dog goes into retirement, the police department is no longer responsible for its care. In Turk's case, diagnosing a back injury would have been hugely expensive. Anywhere from $2,500 to $5,000. Money Charlotte does not have. Turk seemed doomed to a life constantly on painkillers. Then a local vet stepped in and offered to do the initial diagnostic test for free. But the results were inconclusive. And doctors are not sure if Turk will ever get to enjoy the comfortable retirement Charlotte says every canine cop so richly deserves. They just have such big hearts. You know, they just nonstop big hearts. This is John McQuiston for Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV. Charlotte Rashke has adopted Turk. Vets believe his problem may be an autoimmune disease attacking his joints. They're treating him with the steroid prednisone. If that doesn't work, Turk and Charlotte are back to square one. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com. Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do. And get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O. Now, more of this week's pet news stories. Most every media outlet has some sort of year in review. Ah, but only here at Zoo2 TV will you get the year in pet news. Pet Pulse reporter Robin Wallace takes us on a quick stroll through our most notable stories of 2008. Highs and lows came with 2008, and none more devastating than the financial crisis that started with consumer mortgages and ended with major investment firms closing. When you pick up the phone 20 times a day, chances are about 15 to 17 of those calls are going to be, I'm moving or my house is being foreclosed or I'm being evicted. Shelters across the nation saw a double-digit increase of intakes as the economy's ripple effect trickled beyond foreclosures to include Americans too cash-strapped for life's bare essentials. It's very sad. It gets sadder and sadder. Worries about gas prices and layoffs collectively paused on May 12th as a 7.8 magnitude earthquake nearly leveled the Sichuan province in China. It left roughly 87,000 missing or dead. Organizations like Animals Asia Foundation rushed to the devastated region to help the millions of homeless Chinese care for their pets. Under this situation, it's really, really difficult for people still keeping their dogs. So we think, okay, we need to think out another way. The Hong Kong-based nonprofit gave shelter to hundreds of pets while owners found stable housing. Again, a lot of the people just hide their dogs somewhere in very dangerous buildings. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's quite sad. This year, pets continued to endure product recalls from food to toys. None more symbolic than Chai, the 10-year-old lab who lost his tongue in June when playing with a pimple ball with a bell manufactured by Four Paws. For that reason, they don't see a reason to regulate uh, these products, which can do harm to the animals. With no safety standards regulating the pet toy industry, Reckelbacher and his attorney hope this case is the catalyst for change. We'll watch something that gives you unconditional love just Good suffer. Boy. And there's nothing you can do to take the suffering away. While Fort Pauls has addressed the manufacturing defect, it will only partially pay Chai's medical expenses. Tragedies by mishaps and mistakes are always startling, but stories of intentional cruelty and abuse break the very notion of humanity's decency. Oh, so cute, so cute little puppy. It was March 4th when this battlefield video surfaced on YouTube, sparking instant international ire. That's mean. That was mean, Matari. The Marine Corps immediately responded to the footage of the puppy being thrown into a ravine during an Iraq deployment. The Marine Corps does not tolerate this type of behavior and will take appropriate action. And by June 18th, Lance Corporal David Maturi, who allegedly threw the puppy, was processed for a separation from the Marine Corps. While the Marine, who reportedly videotaped the incident, received a non-judicial punishment. July brought another shocking event of cruelty when nine kittens were discovered covered in foam and entombed at a Las Vegas apartment complex. It was a case of the cat was literally stuck in foam, that the foam was stuck to the ground. After three days inside a beautification retaining wall, Happy Home Animal Sanctuary received a tip that helped save all but one kitten, which was covered 100% in foam. North Point apartment complex alleged maintenance worker Richard Carter perpetrated the crime. I know he did it on purpose. I know for a fact that he's been complaining about those cats forever. Carter was arrested in July, charged with five counts of animal cruelty, and is now waiting for a court date. Animal fighting continues to plague the streets of America, the depths of which rarely comes to light. It's just that taboo. 
two dogs will be thrown literally into the trunk of a car like this. This method of dog fighting is called trunking. And it's a technique that amateur urban dogfighters will use as a way to thwart law enforcement. If your music is blasting, you can actually be driving around, so it's like a 3-0. Law enforcement across the nation is aware of this re-emerging tactic to build street creds. And while the public is calling in tips more now than ever, the brutality continues. I don't think we're going to just be able to put the brakes on it. It's just going to, we just have to persevere and we have to continue our efforts in law enforcement. Bringing hope and warming our hearts, pets livened the journey of 2008 with their remarkable spirit to survive, inspire, and protect. Sally, the Saluki, made medical history in May as the first dog to receive an experimental prosthesis. Those hold the implant in place while then the bone grows into it. Found hobbling in the deserts of Kuwait, Sally has embraced her new life and her new leg. She's quite happy to swing around and jump on this and use it. Sally's medical breakthrough makes her not only a pioneer for animal patients, but also the two-legged kind. Ultimately, often when we're helping the dog, we're helping the people. Helping people is what many animals do every day, but it's not often that a Quaker parakeet saves the life of a choking toddler. He started screaming and flapping his wings. There was like serious panic in his voice like I've never heard before. He started saying, Mama, baby, Mama, baby. Two-year-old Hannah was choking on a Pop-Tart as babysitter Megan Howard was in the bathroom. Although Willie could not see Hannah's face turning blue, he knew something was wrong, and for the first time, he said the word baby in his cry for help. And the second I got Hannah down off the chair and started doing the Heimlich, he stopped. He, he was done. That was it. Like, he knew it was going to be okay after that. While Willie used his voice to save Hannah in Colorado, an African gray parrot got caught up in the fever of presidential politics and used his gift of speech to stump for Barack Obama in California. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Smokey's owners have been longtime Obama supporters, but it seems that not all politics are created equal when it comes to Smokey. And there's no response. I mean, when McCain's on, there's a certain background noise to those rallies and those events and, and stuff, and, and uh, he responds when Obama is giving a speech. Obama, yes we can. The Obama thing was sort of remarkable. Remarkable to even the 200,000 YouTube viewers who logged on to watch Smokey prove that even pets understood the historic nature of this election. Forget the idea that pets are just furry, feathered, and thin friends of ours. 2008 saw pets step out as trendsetters. Parents helped more than just their kids move into dorms this fall. At a handful of American colleges, the family pet made campuses their new home. A lot of our students come from the Northeast, uh, the Midwest, out in the West, and we want them to feel like they're at home. Eckerd College in Florida has three dorms set aside for pet owners of dogs, cats, rabbits, ferrets, and even snakes. It just makes a difference. It gives you more of a responsibility. You actually go to class, you get up early because you have to walk the dog and feed the dog before you go to class. That impact is being noted by academia such as MIT, which has cat-designated dorms, and State University of New York at Canton, where two floors of a dorm are called the pet wing. As traditional institutions make accommodations for pets, some traditional ceremonies are now being officiated just for pets, such as weddings. I now pronounce you furry friends forever. You may sniff your mate. <laughs> we couldn't chose a better mate for him. From fundraising events to lavish private nuptials, the trend of dog weddings is growing everywhere 
and it means nothing but good things for pets. It just shows people how much you do care about your dog and that they're a huge part of your life and they're not just objects. A trend that bodes well for pets and animals in 2009. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Robin Wallace. Those are just some of the stories we brought you in 2008 and in 2009, well, our best is yet to come. Now, if you missed any of those stories and to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zoo2.com. And we always invite your own story ideas to just email or call us. The Florida town of Harmony is appropriately named because it's where people and wild animals live in just that, Harmony. Pet Pulse reporter Chris O'Donnell takes us to a place where man and other creatures have a rather uncommon bond. When you drive into Harmony, it looks like many communities in Florida. Single-family homes, golf courses, but here, the neighbors can also be a bit noisy. You pull out of here in the mornings, and there's, there's wild turkeys, and there's deer, and it's just wonderful. That's the goal of Harmony, people and animals coexisting in peace. We're trying to develop a community where there's plenty of habitat, so that you can see wildlife on a regular basis. One of the things that attracted me to Harmony was the fact that they had dog parks and the fact that they had policies that were friendly toward animals. Organizations like the Humane Society of the United States have helped Harmony shape its policies. We've adopted a uh, set of covenants that we use in the community that goes with each home, not just guiding its architectural appearance, but also the way the residents interact with, with nature. And that means addressing problems before they start. A big part of avoiding conflicts with wildlife is not feeding them. Uh, that, that seems to uh, really break down the barriers between animals and people. So we're, we're, we're absolutely strict on that. Experts like Assistant Park Manager of Wakiva Springs State Park, Matt Bledsoe, agree and say Harmony is taking the right approach. Education is, is the key. Leaving wild animals alone, uh, pretty much in all in instances, is the best. On top of landscape guidelines, Harmony is also environmentally friendly for the sake of the animals. 70% of the 11,000-acre community is wetland in lakes that cannot be developed. In those lakes, noiseless, solar-powered boats allow residents to observe wild animals without bothering them. On streets, dark skylights direct light downward so as not to disturb migrating birds. And here on the eighth hole of the golf preserve, up to 500 bats can live in this bat box. Farm animals are also welcome here. These pygmy goats, along with horses, chickens, cows, and pigs, also call Harmony home. Residents can visit and even help care for the animals. That can be used as, a, as an educational piece to get a look. Look, this community has this planned out, and this is how it's working there. And these are the, the benefits of, of this community. And we can try to spread that to other places that are having any kind of human uh, animal conflict. We're very hopeful that people will come here and see what is working so that other developers will see that and realize that they can do the right thing and still make money. For Pet Pulse on Zoo 2 TV, I'm Chris O'Donnell. Hey, I wonder how Tiger Woods would feel about those bats living on a hole he was about to play. Now, Harmony currently has 500 homes with about 7,200 others on the drawing board. For more information, visit HarmonyFL.com. If you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zootube.com. And we always encourage your own story ideas as well. Just email or call us. You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zootube.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.